Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 119 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee will roast coffee specifically for you and ship it to your house. That's one of my favorite things about them. I recently got an order, and it was pretty fun. I'm going to take a picture and put it up on social media here in the next couple days, so uh, keep looking out for that on the Audible Farm channels. Uh, order yourself some Couchtown Coffee this holiday season. You can save 20% by using the code word AudibleFarm. Just go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find the coffee you like, make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they will give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. This week, I'm sitting down talking with Stephanie Miller. Stephanie is the singer, uh, well, I guess one of the singers in The Screaming Artichokes. Last week, I was talking to Billy Lynn, and he also sings in the same band. So uh, it's kind of cool. I got him on here back-to-back talking this week. Stephanie, I've seen her sing for quite a while. I've known her for most of my life. I'm not going to ruin any of the fun stories before the podcast on this one, but I just want to let you know we get into uh, how she started singing, well, where she sang after high school, because that's always an interesting one to me. There's not a whole lot of stuff going on after high school. So uh, shout out to her for finding something to do to keep her busy singing-wise after high school and uh, enjoying her endeavors and then finding a band that she enjoys singing with afterwards. So uh, it's kind of a fun story. Uh, enjoy this one. It's episode one. And I'm sitting down with Stephanie Miller, singer for the Screaming Artichokes. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, uh, today I'm sitting down with Stephanie Miller. Stephanie, you sing in the band Screaming Artichokes. We've known each other for quite a while, actually. Um, you know, you and I grew up in the same town, went to school, you know, grade or so apart, you know, and you've always kind of been a singer as far as I've known, you know, like you've, even from a young age, you sang. So um, how did you, I always like to ask this to singers, how do you figure out you can sing? Oh, that's a good question. Probably just from messing around at a very young age. And my mom, my mom was actually both me and my twin sister when we started singing, you know, whatever age that is, three, whatever. Um, she just thought, oh, these guys can sing and just really encouraged it. So that's really what sparked awesome. our singing right there. Did anyone else in your family sing or anything like that? You know, that's a funny thing. Um, my mom cannot sing. Anybody on her side, of, I mean, they can't carry a note. It's horrible. So, horrible. So did you get it from the dad's side yes. of the family then probably? And my dad, his name is Jeff. Um, he does a lot of singing. He did acting. Um, oh, cool. Yes. He he did um, musicals, all kinds of stuff. He's a great singer. Plays oh, the guitar. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Um, did you grow up around him and, and know that you, like, that he did all this stuff and that's what kind of got you into it? Or did you just... Um, like randomly start singing? No, yes and no. Uh, my dad was actually not. We we he lived in a different state growing up, okay. so we typically were lucky if we got to see him once a year. Yep. He he wasn't always present in our lives, but when we did see him, it was usually in the summertime. So it was like the whole summer, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he did a lot of the music there. He'd whip out his guitar. I remember singing with him, singing. Oh gosh. Bobby McGee, McGee oh, yeah. or some yeah. cra- he likes country. Yep. So a lot of country songs he used to sing, and I remember singing along with him, and it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Like, uh, no, I'm not going to be like, nobody in my family sang, but I, I didn't come from like a very musical family. I had like one uncle that played guitar and sang, and that was pretty much it, you know, as far as like my whole extended family, like even cousins and things like that. Like, I, I don't think anybody plays any music or what in my family. So that's kind of like mine, though, because it really is just my dad that I can think of, you know, like I said, my mom's side. Yeah, they can't play instruments. They cannot sing. Oh, it's not good. Oh, here, that's a good one here. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm assuming you like, you know, do all the chorus all the way through elementary school. And then when it's, when it's an elective, you were like, I'm going to actually sing in like junior high and high school. I'm sure. Did you do that when you were in junior high and high school? Was it an elective? I, you, in like junior high, you didn't have to take chorus. Oh but, yeah. But, then but I definitely could. did. Yeah. But you know, um, I didn't finish high school. So there was a point where I. I was too cool for school and and switched alternative. But yes, I mean, I remember doing all the talent shows, Sensations, made it every year. Well, one year I got 
kicked out by Mrs. Boyd. I didn't go to a chorus concert because I didn't want to go, and so she told me I couldn't sing that year. Well, I mean, I I got asked to not come back because I sang so poorly. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to be like, well, this teacher was mean or whatever. <laughs> I was bad. Like, I just wasn't good at singing. I didn't didn't get it. And it's like sing these notes. It's like what how you know and nobody ever told me so it was just like Meh. you know just like out right. there just like making noise and it's horrible sounding and i mean i guess i, I just remember i it was uh i tried out with alanis morissette ironic mm-hmm. and so she kicked me out so the following year would have been the year i went to high school so i tried out with theirs i don't know what it was called do you know oh, oh yeah they were was uh, sound sensation was it sensation yeah and then stars night was the one at the junior high right yep so the following year when i went there I tried out again with the same song and made it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember seeing it. And I remember it was back when we wore like Jinko jeans. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember I, I bought like a Goonie shirt. So I was wearing like Jinko jeans and a, a Goonie shirt up there singing Ironic by Alanis Morissette. And I was so nervous about what people thought. If they thought I did a good job, I called into school the next day and I didn't go. <laughs> and so then when I finally went back after that, I got so many compliments. And I'm like, oh, see, it wasn't that bad, you Dude. know. I will have to say this, uh, the people that went up in front of their high schools and did anything related to music, like kudos to all of you guys. Yeah. Uh, it is some of the most nerve wracking and, uh, pseudo judgmental time you'll ever have to like, you know, deal with. Right. Uh, there's video of me in a band in high school. Um, we played some songs at like a pre-prom or whatever, and I don't know. Someone's parent was out in the crowd videotaping it, but there's like kids around. You can like audibly hear kids laughing at us while we're playing because it's just Aww. how it's just how kids are in high school. Right, right, but right. you know, because I'm sure I did the same thing to everyone else with whatever they liked. But you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's tough, and it's uh, right. You know, I, I I totally feel you for like being like I want to call in and just not go in tomorrow. You know, like. But I was shocked. Everybody said I sounded awesome. I'm like, oh, I was kind of shocked. I was like, nobody used anything bad and. Yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things that actually like secretly steal the shows because it's just like, you know, you can have some kids in a band and it's like, well, this is neat. They sound all right. You know, it's cool or whatever. But if you have you singing with a backing track, it's just like, I didn't even know this chick could sing. And then there's parents there that I'm sure were just like, I have to sit through these kids making noise and it's going to be enjoyable to an extent and then all of a sudden someone that can actually sing well comes out there like you and they're just just like oh holy cow this is cool you know like i didn't expect this at all out of a high school student and you know out of your free time and you know i sing a lot back then more than people ever knew um my mom actually when me and my twin sister probably starting at i want to say 11 or 12 she would take us to bars you know not so much in Humboldt but the little towns around that would have karaoke mm-hmm. we'd be like 12 years old and she'd kind of take us in there and be like I was wondering if I'm with them can my girls sing and then we would make it like an every week thing where the we would get these bars to let us stay you know late and do karaoke nights mm-hmm. and we're like 12 13 in a bar hanging out with my mom singing karaoke yeah. I mean that you can pull that off in a small town yeah in, yeah in larger cities they're a little less apt to be like uh eh, right. you know. I don't know if they'd really let too many people do that now even but it'd be pretty rough i mean they'd probably keep you on a really short leash if you did because i know that i've played shows in des moines where they don't allow minors in bars after like nine, nine. Yeah. at all um but i've been booked with kids that are minors that play on shows and they're like have someone else hook all your stuff up walk in play and walk out like and it's like yeah I think in a band setting, it'd probably be a little bit more... They still kind of try to wrench it down do pretty hard, you know? And it's... Um, I mean, I've been on shows where it's like, we can't book these guys because they're not old enough and this bar is not wow. going to bend at all on these rules, you know? And I I totally get it. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, in some of those cities, they'll do two shows a night, you know, where it's like five till nine is the all ages show. And then we have to like literally like kick everyone out, close, and then reopen with a door fee for the night show, you know? That's kind of cool that they give time for the younger kids yeah i mean that's like the good and bad thing though because it's like downtown des moines and it's always like well who's gonna go to the show at five uh, you know on a downtown des moines show the crowd's like your family and friends yeah but But that's all that matters yeah those are the funnest shows too you know the people that want to go to those shows are the people that are going to be at those shows so that's the best part about it too you know it's really cool that like uh I, i guess i didn't know your dad was musical growing up and you know it's really cool that you have somebody that you know, like you said, even though you didn't get to see him all the time, you still got to spend time with him and like kind of soak a little bit of yeah. that up. You know, it's like firsthand be like, holy cow, you know, 
I feel like a lot of people that can sing and do musical things come from families that are musical. So they look around them and they're like, oh, this is possible. You know, Mm -hmm. I was listening to a a comedian talking the other day. It was Pete Corielli. It's one of his comedy bits, maybe on a special he did. But he was talking about, he's like, if, if the guitar, if somebody invented the guitar today and nobody had ever played it, you'd be like, that's impossible. Nobody can do this. Like, but the fact that everyone's been doing it for so long, it's like, oh, this is possible, you know? And then, like, imagine having that, like, in your own family where you're like, oh, you know, the piano's not hard. My parents can both play it, you know, or my sister can do it. So all you have to do is just take the lessons and learn, you know, or whatever, you know? Right. I think of Dan Blair when I think of that because it comes from a musical family. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's one of those things he, I mean, everybody has to work at it, even people that come from musical families. Some of it comes natural to an extent, but, like, you know. It's, right, right. You still have to work at it. Yes. Um, so you ended up doing chorus when you were in junior high and high school. Did you end up trying any instruments? I did. I played band mm-hmm. and um, I played the trombone. Mm-hmm. And so I was really good. I, I loved it. I remember practicing for hours, driving my mom crazy. <laughs> did um, all state, made it to all state, got oh, second cool. chair, second chair there. And then, uh, did the, what do they call it, honor band, mm-hmm. when they had the honor band. Yeah. And I loved it. It was hard, though, because I was, like, the only girl at the time. And so, you know, I got a lot of crap for it. But I'm like, whatever, I don't care. You know, that's pretty wild because, like, those band kids can be pretty cutthroat. There's some band kids out there that yeah. practice hours and hours and hours and hours a day just to get good because they want that first chair, you know. Well, and I got a lot of crap. I mean, I won't name names, but I remember who they were. <laughs> but um, some of the guys, there was one person that was always nice and was always like, yeah, you deserve first chair. But some of the other guys that played the trombone with me would talk crap all the time. He'd be like, oh, you shouldn't have that spot. And I'm thinking, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's just banned, like, first chair and stuff. I mean, right. eventually I kind of just gave up on the whole, like, I want to sit up front. And I found it more fun to play, like, counter melodies anyways. Uh, so, like, I sat in, like, second and third Well, we didn't choose who got first chair or second yeah. chair. I just played. They told me I got first chair. I'm yeah. like, that's... I mean, that was another thing where it's like, we're doing testing for this to see who gets to sit in what chairs. And it's just like, I'm just not even going to practice because I don't care if I sit second or third trumpet parts, you know? And I mean, when I did practice, I was, when I was in junior high, I played a lot. I mean, I practiced a lot and I got pretty good in junior high, but I, you know, by the time I got to high school, I just didn't really feel like practicing too much. Yep. That's kind of where I dropped off. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) even when I practiced though, I never got asked to go to honor bands or anything like that. So I wasn't big into marching band either. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Marching band was tough. And then, you know, the transition and from street marching to field marching was what we did when we went to high school. That's were, why that's when I quit. I'm like, nope, this is too much for yeah, me. It was it was pretty <laughs> wild. The uh the first year we did field marching and stuff was uh very, very basic stuff. I mean it's not like it's almost like it's like we're making a triangle now. Now we're making a square. <laughs> you know, it wasn't quite that bland, but it was pretty close to that. And then uh we got a new band director and she was like we're going to do some crazy stuff. So we started like making crazy images and like melting them together into different stuff. Oh, wow. It was, it was wicked. Uh, it took a lot of time and practice. Uh, unfortunately also I played football. So I, the only time they ever got to perform other than competitions was at the uh, halftime of the football game. So I never even got to do any of the performances oh, yeah, unless it was a professional performance or whatever. And that was tough. Cause it's like these kids all have so much more practice performing than I do. And then I got to show up, you know, and, and try to get it all down pat on a competition day. So it's it's tough. I mean, I think that playing an instrument and doing anything is, is difficult, even if you're, like, playing guitar and singing or, you know, whatever it happens to be. I mean, even if you're just, like, playing guitar and trying to call out, like, chord changes and stuff, it's not necessarily as easy as you think. Or, yeah, I or, don't know how they how you guys, the well, the guy, you know, like, even Bill playing and singing. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sitting here. I just sing right now. So I'm like, I kind of feel bad sometimes because I'm like, maybe I need an instrument, you know. But then it pushes me. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I know all these words. That's all I do is sing. So we got to make sure we at least get the words down. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so would you ever like consider picking up an instrument to add to the band? I mean, like, I would. You could do something as simple as tambourine and. I uh, okay. So here's a story. <laughs> so after I started practicing with the screaming artichokes, I thought, gosh, I wish I could do an instrument. So I I bought a harmonica, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe I could do some cool stuff with this. But um, yeah, I had it in my purse in a case for about two or maybe two or three months, and I. I didn't try it once. No. So then I gave it to my kid. I'm like, here, you want a harmonica? (laughs) But no, I've been talking to Bill. I think, you know, if somebody's willing to kind of show me a little bit, I wouldn't mind. 
I don't know about guitar. I've tried playing that in the past, but I don't know. My hands are kind of small. Maybe that's just an excuse, but uh, I just, I couldn't pick it up. Maybe I just don't want to practice enough. <laughs> I'm over here smiling. I'll tell you, right, like, right. from giving guitar lessons, I will say this. If, if you want to play the guitar, you can play, you can play the guitar. I know. Um, I figured that was um, your answer. Because I mean, there's people, my hands are too big. My hands are too small. My hands are too fat. Right. My fingers are too skinny. I mean, it's just like, I've heard it all, you know, and then somebody once showed me a video like, this guy, it's Tal Farlow for anybody who knows jazz music. Um, but they were like, watch Tal Farlow play. And the guy's got like summer sausage sized fingers. And it's like, oh, this guy can li- literally just shred a, a guitar in ways that I don't even know what he's doing. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's no excuses. You but I it. I think if I did pick something, it I think the keyboard or piano would oh, be cool. Because, yeah. you know, that's something just like the guitar, you can kind of play and sing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And looking at some of the bands in our area, you don't see a lot of us playing that so i agree you know and i did buy a keyboard a while back prior to all this um i went through a keyboard phase and and then yeah um it was one of those things i bought it kind of practiced a little bit i i, I could have had i applied myself i think i could have done it but mm-hmm. i got busy with life and then just sold it yeah. so that's actually something i've been thinking about I'm like well maybe i should buy another one and give it another try i could see you doing that um, right I could see you, somebody giving you like the basic pointers and you just applying that and having it be something so uh, important to the band. You know, there's so many bands that I feel like this could use a keyboard part, but it's always hard to find a keyboardist willing to join a band, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, bands are dominated by drum, guitar, guitar, bass, you know, and it's like, that's it. You know, there's no room for anyone else. Singer, you know. I mean, if I could throw a trombone, but that's a hard one to kind of throwing yeah unless you're unless you're playing ska music it's not really (laughs) gonna fit that well um shout out to old sports team videos um i there was a band for a while in uh, tumwa that ran around with the trombone and their lead singer played trombone and it was it was insane it was so good um i should show you some videos later i'll send them to you or something that'd be cool um so it's possible i still Uh, have my trombone nice i do i've i've got my trumpet but it's not faring too well age-wise yeah neither is mine i was not we should whip them out one day be funny. <laughs> uh can you still read any music like if if somebody put some sheet music in front of you you think you could just be like oh holy cow you know i question that because you know as as good and as much as i practice you know a lot of times i think i would need a little bit of a refresher but i think with most people who've played something like that and they played for a while and played good it would probably come back to me naturally mm-hmm. but as far it would probably take me a minute i think if i first looked at it i'd be like Okay, what does that mean? But if I just went through the basics again, I think mm-hmm. I'd catch on fast. Yeah, like uh, this is the one that everybody played 400 million times. You remember the concert B flat scale? Oh wah, my god! Right. Yeah, you know, uh, I can still play that, you know. And I can, I believe it or not, I busted the trumpet out a few years ago just for fun, just to be like honk, you know. And I, uh, I still have a bunch of marching band music and like uh, street marching music and the whole like, you know. Yankee Doodle Dandies and all those nonsensical songs. It's right, like, right. I can actually play a lot of these still, you know, and yeah. it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, once you start, oh, uh, this one's got four flats, and it's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to think on this one, but uh, we can do this. But See, I'd like to try it out, but I um, I let my kid play with it a little bit, and he lost the mouth, mouthpiece, so I'd have to get a new mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. They're definitely not cheap. I mean, they're not like... Right, bazillion right. dollars but no. have fun spending 20 40 bucks on a right, piece right, you know right. that's that's a rough one too where you're like well now i've got 40 bucks invested into relearning the um, trombone to to learn a trombone that's like dented and has like no brass left like yeah. the mouthpiece is probably worth more than the, the rest of it <laughs> i wish there was more of an app application for like you know trombones trumpet players saxophone players and stuff like as you got older i mean there's community bands and community choruses and there's like things that people can do in in bands like that but it was pretty cool to be able to sit down with like a hundred of your peers and play a song together. Yeah, it was. It was. Especially like, think about like how, and I'm not trying to say we all acted crazy when we were younger, but think how crazy everyone acts when they're in junior high. Oh yeah. Like, I can't, I don't know too many people that would be like, all of the decisions I made in junior high were solid, you know? <laughs> and so like, you've got all these kids running around like chickens with their heads cut off and somehow a, an instructor is able to wrangle you all together. Right. Like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, all the way through high school, they did all this stuff. And it's like, how did you guys get us all on the same page even? I just know we, we had good band teachers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the band teachers are now, but I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Um. I mean, I had, you know, I had Kathy Yoakum. I actually yep. interviewed her on the podcast. She was my first band teacher. And then it was yep. Tim Miller yep. was the junior high. And he's 
you know, like a silent hero around the area, can play a lot of instruments very well, and plays in um, Lone Tree Revival with Jeremy Ober. He plays in a band with him. They play like Chicago style tunes and stuff. It's really cool. I actually got to see him this last year. Finally, it was really awesome. Um, but yeah, then I had Bob Hoffman, and he ended up leaving. Then it was uh, Abby Fakus, and they were they were all really good. Um, you know, but it's just one of those crazy things I think about. Like we live, you know, you and I come from a small town, and we still had like enough exposure to stuff like that where it's like yeah. we didn't come from a town that was so small where it's like your band is 12 kids you know? right right you know and that's also pretty wild that like band was kind of people from all over you know it's like a you get like the the whatever kids and the these kids and the those kids and all the different little cliques of kids and it's just like there's a pile of us and we're all in band yeah you know? it really was because you know i do i do I, you had to like the prepper kid there was prepper kids in the band yep. and and there was me and like <laughs> the less preppier kids. <laughs> right, right. I think I think they called us dirt balls back then. I don't know. Everybody had the nicknames in their different. Click, we ro- we loved areas. it. We're like, yeah, dirt balls for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we're, we identify with pig pen on peanuts. <laughs> I love peanuts. Um, anyways, we're gonna skip over the peanut talk. But uh, you, you you played guitar or you played uh, trombone and you sang when you were in junior high high school yes how did you transition to music after high school because i feel like that's another important thing that the people that really want to play music after high school or have something to do with it find a way yeah yeah because it's not like it like comes back to this not like there's a whole lot out there no you know um obviously always do karaoke whenever i can um i'd say finally at my age now it it gets a little bit boring i'm like okay i'm ready for something new um, but you know, I would say anytime people would let me, I would sing for, you know, um, I, I sang for, you know, the cancer walk they do at the high school. Mm-hmm. I, it was after I graduated, but, um, I think it was what Miss Conditioning ran into me once and was like, you can sing, but you know, we're doing the cancer walk and would you do a song? So I did, you know, sang for the fundraiser, um, national anthem. I remember Anytime anybody would ask me to do that, you know, even at Rock and Picnic, that was totally not planned. Um, yep. I would sing the national anthem. Uh, when I was, I want to say 19, I tried out for American Idol. I didn't do so great. It wasn't that I sang bad, but that was more of a forced thing. Um, my mom and grandma, they're all about reality TV, whatever. They forced me and Kayla to do it. So <laughs> it, was, it was one of the, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even have a song. I ended up singing, uh, I think, Walking After Midnight. And that was my grandma's choice. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's probably half the reason I didn't make it. You know, I didn't pick a song that was me. You know, I was singing a song, my gra- which mm-hmm. I love. Now my, my grandma influences all my music now that I love. And I'm like, now I would love to sing that song. I'd rock it. Mm-hmm. But back then I was a 19-year-old. And I'm like, this song is yep. stupid, yep. you know. But And that was a cool experience, um, American Idol. It was first time where I was around thousands of people. I was in Minnesota at the Wells Fargo arena. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous to go in there and you're just surrounded by thousands of people who love to sing as much as you do. I mean, they're, we're sitting here waiting hours to try out and just out in the hallways singing with random people, just breaking out in song. It was a really cool experience, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that like the first round of tryouts then was in Minneapolis? Yeah, so when you when you go into that arena, they have like these tents that kind of, and they're not the actual judges. So mm-hmm. it's just people they pick, and then you would get a golden ticket if they accepted you. And then the next one would have been to meet the judges. Mm-hmm. So I never made it to meet the judges or anything. But it was still a cool experience and all that. Um and I've sang in weddings. I know I did a wedding a couple of years ago. I sang in Abby and Josh McBurney's wedding, which oh, was cool. really cool. Yeah. And it, it is cool. It's, it's a fun challenge to do weddings because, you know, I don't get to pick the song. This is what they pick. So, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and she picked country, which is not something I've done a whole lot. I, I sang Rascal Flats, God Bless the Broken Road. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was, it was real cool. Um, I just remember thinking you're not going to need the words, right? I'm like, no, I'm going to memorize the song for you. Don't worry. And I mean, I got a lot of compliments from that as well. And, you know, I, I like a challenge. I don't like to sing song, you know, whether it's a guy's song or a genre I don't like to do. I like to make it my own, but I, I'll sing whatever. I was actually thinking you know? about that when you were saying that you're singing a Rascal Flatts right. song. It made me think like, is it difficult sometimes to find like a guy's song, like a, a guy's voice or his singing style or whatever and be like, now let's turn this into a female stuff. You know? Well, I, I have a lower voice anyway. So I actually, 
love covering guy songs, mm-hmm. um, probably more than female songs, which Bill is pushing me in our band because I'm constantly like, I can't sing that high. And he's like, yes, you can. I'm like, <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, no, um, I covering guy songs isn't too bad. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. I was It was a recent topic on another Iowa music podcast, actually the Iowa music podcast. Uh, Mike Schulte was talking about that, how he's in a band, the Pork Tornadoes, and they cover a lot of like female pop songs, but it's all guys singers. Right. And so uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. It's insane. They got some crazy good singers in their band. It's, it's wild. Some of their videos have like four or 5 million views on YouTube. It's, oh, cool. it's, it's wild. So I always thought it was interesting to think like, um, you know, I mean, you can have a preference, female, male, whatever. It doesn't matter. But like, it's weird when it's like, well, this is a female covering a male vocal song. Cause it's on a guitar. It's not like the guitar, is a female guitar. You right, know? right. It's just, it's still just a guitar, but this is, we're talking about a voice and something that's very unique to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty wild, I guess. I, coming from me, someone who's not a very good singer, I can sing okay. I can, it's passable. Yeah, I heard you the it, other week too. It's passable. It's, it's passable. Yeah. It's a, uh, not it, a lead vocalist, but it's, it was, it was, it was okay. It'll get me by. It'll, It'll get, get me by. by. Yeah. And, uh, it's, I'm okay with that. You know, it come, I've come a long way since eighth grade when they were like, quit singing and <laughs> go away, you know? So I feel pretty good about it, but I also like, someone was just like, here, tackle this female vocal song. Or like I played a show once where I was playing acoustic guitar and it's like, I chose some songs to sing that were like 80s hair metal songs. It's like, have fun trying to sing a Tesla song, you know, like, yeah. especially if you have like about a four note range like I do. So I, I just dumbed everything down and squished it into a smaller range of notes and went with it. But I'm yeah. kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I'm blown away. Like I talked about it in a previous podcast, ugh, but I'm blown away that like, we're all born with a voice. Right. We all talk every single day. We all have like the time and energy to perfect the way our voice sounds and does stuff, but only some people are good at singing. Yeah. How does that, how does that work? (laughs) You know, I don't get it either. And one thing that amazes me is how many people I know that are really good at singing, but just cannot get up and sing. And, you know, I always tell them it takes practice. You have to just get up and sing in front of people whenever you can to get to that point where you're comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, some people I hear and they would never sing in front of people. And I'm like, Jesus, you're good. You know? Yeah. I mean, that should be doing this. <laughs> that comes back to that old thing where like, if somebody's in, the, they like can't sing a lick to save their life, but then they like go in the shower and you're like, put your ear up against the door and you're like, holy cow, they're singing great in oh, there. That's my like, favorite pa- when nobody- place to practice too in the shower. <laughs> the acoustics are amazing. Yes. Somebody should create like a shower recording. St- I'm sure somebody has, but oh, I had fun. You know, I work at a grain bin company. I'm an accountant there and I got to go out to one of the bins they were putting up and uh, I went inside of one that was empty and started singing, and it sounded awesome. I was like, oh, we should practice in one of these grain bins mm-hmm. one of these times. Yeah, we've got Pretty an cool. em- empty cement silo out uh, on the farm here, and I was thinking, you know, uh, somebody needs to do a recording inside of a silo. I've seen a couple right? people do them, but like, or even just dragging my guitar out there and recording like a portion of a song that I'm, I'm quote unquote trying to write or whatever out there just for fun where it's like the natural reverb in here is so much better than anything. you. It could... is. It just sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, that would man. be cool. Uh, speaking of recording stuff, you ever recorded anything before vocally? Um, you know, let me think. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. We not are, yet. we are getting ready to record some stuff mm-hmm. uh so but screaming i have not recorded artichokes. yet yeah, yeah screaming artichokes yep so we're getting close especially with covid because we can't really play a whole lot so that's actually hopefully something we'll be doing here within you know hopefully then right after christmas sometime cool but. yeah um i think dinking around with recording stuff is something everyone should do uh once again it's a topic that's crossed uh previous podcasts but like if you have a laptop you're like a hundred bucks away from having a recording studio. You just yeah. need you just need a microphone interface and a microphone. It's really like that's it. It you know right. And nowadays that's, I mean you can get fancy software or whatever. But like nowadays there's people that just like plug their guitar in and. I mean I I practice and record myself with the phone, no microphone. But mm-hmm. I know I'm like someday somebody's gonna pick up my phone and be like, what is this? And there's like videos of me singing songs. <laughs> like I was practicing, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just recently went through. I I for a while videotaped myself playing guitar because it was like. I don't know, the social media thing to do or whatever. And then I was just like, I'm going to quit putting these videos out. And I just, I still recorded myself here and there, but I, I quit putting videos online, you know, cause yeah. there's, I don't know, there's other people out there so much better and 
just let them do what they're doing. And yeah, I'll, I'll I watch. try not to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's always going to be somebody better. Or somebody doesn't like that song. Or somebody this. Like, True. You know, I've never put anything out on social media, though. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's really nerve wracking and stuff. Like one of the first things that like I created was like I painted I painted a, it's not around here. I painted a guitar and like posted it up there with some music and was just like check this out and everyone took to it pretty nicely and that's kind of what you know it made me realize even though like social media is full of all this negativity and stuff like right. well, you and I come from a small town you know and it's not like micro small but it's pretty freaking small right. and everyone we're all a community here and everyone for the most part supports each other even though there's it's just you know it's just like every other town there's different little pockets of communities of people here that get along with each other better than others and but for the most part if you put something online you know people are pretty supportive kind of like going back to school i mean like mm-hmm. not everybody gets along with everybody at school but you sang in front of everybody and went back and it was you know astoundingly positive right your reviews you know um plus like who the hell has the time to sit there and be like that wasn't any good and it's right, like you right. know <laughs> like why would i care what you think you know <laughs> yeah. took time out of your day to say that are you serious right oh man i mean troll no. troll yeah literally <laughs> yeah troll. No. did you ever get nervous singing in front of people like i get nervous all the time but you know you know when i first started out singing younger obviously it, it drove me nuts but i you know i think everybody should feel a little bit nervous before playing i think it's a good thing mm-hmm. um you know, so to get those butterflies. I think if you didn't feel ner- I mean, didn't feel any nerves at all, I think it would be weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I kind of use that to kind of motivate me a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. I mean, there were very few shows that I was not, you know, like just not nervous for at all. You know, like not even a little bit, not even a tiny bit. Like every show I feel, I always feel like a little something where it's like, well, it's about time to play. It's like, and guess what? I have to pee now, you know? And, then, and it's just like, well, there it is. That was the nerves, you know? Something inside of you is just like, gets you going a little bit. And like I said, there was right. very few times I, I wasn't nervous. And most of those times I was like ludicrously prepared, you know? And so it was just like, this just comes down to ex- execution and not, you but know? Yeah, the same with me. It, when, when we practice it a lot and I go up and sing, I'm definitely more confident. Butterflies aren't as much as if I'm just winging something or haven't practiced it a lot so yeah and i i feel like you can internally feel that confidence when you're out there singing you're like this is good we practiced a lot you know and like you can get like halfway through a song and be like yeah this is awesome you know it's a it's a rarity but i mean i've felt that with a couple different bands and a couple different places playing and um you know me and bill talked about sometimes going and playing shows under prepared which i'm sure that you've you know just off the cuff been to a karaoke something and just sang a song oh, and yeah. you're just like oh this is i didn't prepare for this i didn't sing this in the shower right. once let's see what this is like or whatever my and, mom likes to do that stuff to me and she's like oh i put in a song that you've never done before i'm like oh, why <laughs> would you do that yeah. do i have i at least heard it once because otherwise right? I, I don't know what's gonna go on here. <laughs> i hate it but usually i get good feedback from those too even though i in my head afterwards i'm like that was horrible Yeah, I mean, but you also got to think there's people like me out there that I'm not trying to say can't sing, you know, but I'm not the best singer. So there's people that have less of a talent of singing where it's just like you walk up to somebody like that's insane. I can't believe you can even do that, you know, and it sounded so good, you know, because to them it does, you know, maybe to you it doesn't. But like that was also the taking compliments after shows kind of thing. Like it's tough to take those compliments after the shows. I'm sure you got plenty of them when you guys played the rock and picnic, yeah. you know, and it's, it's weird. Cause people are like, that was awesome. And it is weird. And you're thinking to yourself, I ruined this one part of this one. I song, did. Though. There was one, you I know? thought I did good, but there, there was definitely one song where I'm like, Oh, I did not hit that note. Right. Damn. Yeah. And, and people don't care. No, you know, and it's one of those things where like, you did all of this super amazing stuff and put all the time and energy and practice and came out here and executed it and only like, had one tiny bit that was not perfect. Like, right. That's as far as anyone else is concerned. It's like, that's great. But you know, as far as I'm concerned too, musicians are like their biggest critics. You know, yeah. we are our own worst critics, whether it be, you know, I am my own worst critic or sometimes like other guitarists will kind of just like, they'll give you the wink and stuff like, yep, that was good. You know? And it's fun to go to like jam nights and see somebody kind of mess up. And it's just, it's not like everyone's laughing at him, but everybody just kind of smiles. Or it's yeah. like, ah, sour note. Like, miss that one you know or whatever but we all have those moments yeah yeah and i that's some of the funnest parts about finding the right musicians to be around is you know we're all kind of supportive and and happy lucky about the whole thing and uh recently i mean i I found my home for that at like jam nights and things like that you know the community around here is really you know northern Iowa is really good for that and i remember 
you know, what, two weeks ago, maybe you showed up at a jam night and you're just a singer. So, yeah. so you're at the whim of like, what does everybody know? Can, do I know this song or like, right. do you know this song, you know, or like, you know, you're trying to fucking, oh, when I was, was trying to I dropped an F-bomb, Oof. ask around like, can any of you guys play this one or this one, which you guys pulled some songs off for me, but you know, that's off to Clint Riedel. And, and that, and that's the same thing with me just being in this band. Sometimes it can be, I'm like, I kind of feel like, oh, am I bringing enough, you know, cause all I have is my voice. I don't have an instrument, but you know, luckily I have a, an awesome band mm-hmm. and they're all encouraging and well we've all known each other other than our drummer christian who i met for the first time because of the band but you know i grew up with will just like i grew up with you and mm-hmm. and bill and even well i still call him danza yep. uh yep. but yeah so um and, and you know cool thing is bill's actually tried getting me to sing in other bands it just never worked out it was never like the right people you know and i i just need to find the right people people that kind of had the same interest in music but also had families because you know I have a kid I'm a single mom so there's times where I want to be able to show up to practice and I'm a babysitter and I need to be in a group with some people that I you know if I have to bring my kid to practice he's gonna have to come to practice and so that I got lucky when when Bill called me this you know to get in the screaming artichokes because I'm like yes you know we all are family people and yeah, I mean, there's times, half the time, Will has his kid there, mm-hmm. Bill has his kid there. So, that, and Christian's brought his kids there. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking while you were talking about that, I was thinking to myself, like, don't ever think you don't bring something to the table when you, right. we got the band. Cause that's, that's a, I get it. Like some singers, I, I've heard that common theme where it's like, I wish I could do more than just sing, but it's like. And I'm not trying to be mean here, but like, all right, then don't sing in the band and see what it sounds like. Is it the right. same? It's not even the same band now. Make Will sing, you know? Like, oh, well, it's not even close to this. I've tried. I know? don't even know if he can sing. I've tried. I'm like, can you sing? Well, I was shocked he could jump on the drums the other yeah, day and yeah. all that. I'm like, can you sing too? Like, yeah, it's pretty wild. What else can you do? And, and that's not a stab at Will or anything. But like I said, like, if you don't think you're adding anything to the band, just delete yourself out of the band and then listen to it. And it's like, well, that's not even the same thing. So yeah. you're adding something and it's important. So, well, you know, and I know that another cool thing is there's not a lot of female singers in this area and bands. Yeah. And that's what I love about our band. And also the fact that Bill can sing because we, we can actually have a male and female mm-hmm. in, in the band. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I I bet if you brought in some keys, you guys would have a pretty formidable band to start playing a lot of shows around the area. You know, yeah, you've got uh, you got some connections. Everyone in the band, for the most part, knows a bunch of people, and mm-hmm. you know, it could work out pretty well for you guys. I think. Yeah, if we would know by now, but COVID, you know, uh, so yeah, and that's another rough thing is to like. We got a small, you got a small taste of it right. at the rock and picnic. And then they were just like, no more anything forever. You know, <laughs> like, but I, I kind of like it though, because we were able to do that one show and now we've been just practicing a lot, which is kind of cool and getting closer because we are a new band. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you know, had it not been for COVID, we probably would have maybe done some shows, but it's kind of nice to just practice right now. So mm-hmm. then when we do start doing shows, we'll be more prepared and and not as nervous, I your, guess. Yeah, but your first show was like in front of so many people. I mean, like I, I loved said, it. We're from a small town or whatever, but like. And outside on a big stage. Yeah, outside, big stage at a public park that was open camping, parking the whole nine yards and yes. hundreds of people there, you know. And it's, it was awesome. It's pretty wild for that to be like your first show, you know, like. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to say like the next shows might not be that cool, but it's pretty right. mind blowing that like you had the ability to go up there and play your first show in front of that many people, you know, and pull it off well too. Well, yeah. And my favorite part was a f- family friendly event. So, you know, my son was there, my nieces, my nephews. And so, you know, cause that's one thing I, I love about singing too, is just inspiring the kids, you mm-hmm. know, and that's all. So that, that was awesome as well oh, yeah. for them to see that. Yeah, definitely. I, man, I, that's such a cool event to have the rock and pick. There were a oh, lot I just of love it. there were a lot of performers that had their family members there that saw him play for the first time, and that's you know that's a really cool thing, yeah. you know. So uh, if anybody hasn't heard about the rock and picnic, I've done episodes on it. You can scroll back and look for some Scott Dahl podcasts or rock and picnic podcasts. We discuss it quite a bit in there, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you see yourself after COVID trying to like gear the band up to play a lot of? public type shows or or what's the you know i think we haven't really discussed too much but definitely 
do more gigs. Obviously, I do want to do some bars and stuff just because, you know, we haven't done one, especially here in town, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't mind doing not just bars, you know, I'd like to do some family friendly stuff where I, where we can invite our family and my son can come and watch me sing Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, you know, whatever. I mean, I could see us playing pretty much whatever we want, really. Yeah. And you guys do, uh, some originals with some covers. Yes. Yes. So like Bill does some songwriting. I'm sure everyone else throws their two cents in as well to help the song come along, you know? And, uh, so you guys can do a little bit of both if anybody's looking for a band, maybe, you know, in the 2021 area or something, this could be one of your options. I've had people ask us even after that, Hey, could you do a show for me? And, you know, and at the time it was kind of hard cause it was like, well, we just starting, we didn't have quite enough songs that I think necessarily to do a show, but also the, the right equipment to do certain shows. Mm-hmm. Um, like that so that's something you know we're trying to work on is get better equipment we've discussed you know when we do shows we could also line it up where there's another band you know maybe that's more established that would work with us and stuff until we kind of yeah get some better stuff but yeah i mean that's definitely a thing uh you could like do the whole borrow gear or like hey you guys have a show and it's three hours can you ask them if you can book four and we'll play an hour before right. you or something you know right or we'll play 40 minutes and then let you guys exactly. blow everyone away or something you know those are good situations and honestly like i you know, i play a lot of stuff in like original band down in des moines three finger betty and we play a lot of shows but we've got a lot of like we can we can play like two hours worth of material you know in a, in a night which is a lot for a punk band but it's also uh, we discussed it privately. It's like sometimes it can get a little tedious if one band is only playing like punk music for like right. two hours straight. It's like, give me a breather here, dude. Like, you know, it's a, right. it can take a lot out of somebody. But I, I think it'd be fun to start having some of the original slash cover bands mixing it up a little bit with some of the original bands, you know. Um, you know, how cool would it be to have like, you guys play like a half an hour and then we play an hour and then you guys play like another half an hour and then we close for an hour, you know, like, exactly. And it's like, instead of having to play music over the PA, we've got a, a completely new different band here to like, yeah, yeah. to play during the breaks. You know, that would be really, really cool. And, uh, things like that could happen. But I also think that the music scene is going to start changing when it comes back. That might be something that is seen a little bit more often or, or maybe you might find people collaborating less. I don't know, but well, hopefully more. Cause... Yeah. I like collaborating. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool, too, to have, like, I'm not trying to say, like, we should book a show together. Let's call the poorhouse right now. But, like... No, we should. You know, it, it would be fun, though, to have, like, you know, Screaming Artichokes, Three Finger Betty at the poorhouse, and it's, like, two bands with ties to Humboldt, you know? Oh, and I'm sure Megan would be fine with that. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I'm not... Our band is not shy about going out and, and playing places, um, you know, we're going to be more apt to play at a place that is, you know, following... PPE type stuff, you know, like doing a little bit, a little bit at least to try to keep the the control down. So, um, like we played at lefties and they had like big social distancing type things with oh, the yeah. tables, like super far apart and stuff. So, you know, nobody was getting up, jumping around and bumping into each other and everyone was actually really far apart at that show. So it worked pretty well, you know, but, um, I also think that like doing live stream type things, maybe that'll come back. I don't know how many of you guys have tried or done anything like that as far as like maybe thought about live streaming a show where it's like hey we're gonna play and it'll be live on our facebook page you know from three to four and it's only gonna be live there but we're not you know we'll save the video and maybe upload it later or cut the best ones out and upload those but yeah i don't know if you guys have ever thought about trying something like that or no you know i'm, I'm i don't think we've discussed that but i have i have thought about that but I haven't brought it up or anything. So I was thinking, you know, with COVID, we don't know how long this is going to last. So, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, maybe just to get people hyped up because we kind of did Rock and Picnic and I'm like, everybody look at our Facebook page. Yeah, you guys got a lot of you likes. Know, we got a lot of likes. And then after that, there was really no activity because of COVID. There wasn't. So I'm thinking, well, maybe we should do something like that or, you know, start doing like recording our even our practices, mm-hmm. you know, just to post something and let people know, hey, we're still a band. We still plan on doing some shows, of, you know, when COVID kind of dies down mm-hmm. and, 
you know, just keep people interested. Yeah. I mean, even if you record a song and clip like 30 seconds out of it, yeah. it's like, here's a snippet of us practicing or like, we're still hard at it. You know, right. don't, don't forget about us, you know, or. Yeah. Cause our, our Facebook page, I think kind of died. And so <laughs> because of COVID and I was just thinking about that the other day, I'm like, I need to talk to Bill about that. I'm like, we, maybe we should start posting a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, with our recordings, we'll probably put some. Mm-hmm. I was, stuff on there. Uh, there's a really good podcast on that. Uh, I discussed it previously, but the Iowa Music Podcast, Mike Schulte did like an episode dedicated to the best like practices he has found for bands on social media. Yeah. You know, posting, you know, maybe not every single day, but you know, at least post once a week so people know you're doing stuff, you know, right, and right. give them the opportunity to see it, you know. And I do a lot of posting with Three Finger Betty and Audible Farm. It's just like about an everyday thing, but I've also found some of the tricks where it's like if you share a youtube link and it just shows a youtube thumbnail facebook will bury it you know they don't want they don't want people to see that because mm. they don't want people to leave facebook so if you post like a picture it's a little bit more apt to be seen you know as right. opposed to like you know like i said a youtube link so then you're just like well the link's in the comments and you just stuff, right, it, right. stuff it down there and make people they have to hunt for it but they can find it but it's facebook won't just squash it right away and that's mm. that's what's weird about social media though too like you can find yourselves like on fire one minute on social media and then uh, n- nobody doing anything. Like you could post something and it's like 40 people saw it. And it's like, what? Like, right. what? so, but I don't know. You guys, social media is, it's close to a thousand likes. You might even have more than Audible Farm has on your, on your band page, which That's is definitely, awesome. yeah, it's definitely saying something. <laughs> um, uh, especially if you think about like, I've interviewed so many people from so many bands and been able to swallow up like tiny bits of every different, bands fan group you know and i still only have like about a thousand likes and you guys are one band and you've got a thousand we've done one show (laughs) yeah yeah i mean but it's still cool though everybody loved it everybody loved the show it was really cool to have you guys you know playing at the rock and picnic i don't have anything to do with booking the thing or running it i just really enjoy the show and this last year was kind of a a weird one where some bands dropped off and then they had to like rebook some other bands and then some bands that were originally going to play two hours only played a half an we hour. We got so, moved. Yep. But then we got more time. So. Yep. And that's another tough one where Rock and Picnic, it's just like, well, we've got enough songs to fill the set. You don't know if they're like, you guys got another half hour? Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh, God. Like, I mean, yeah, we can. You know, like I've played at Rock and Picnic one time where they were like, play an extra song. And I, uh, me and Dan Blair pro- like pre-programmed all our songs with the drums and bass beats and that because we it was just us two playing with all that stuff going in the background and it was like we don't have anything else programmed can't play anything else right, you know right so we didn't learn anything else so that is also the benefit of going to shows over prepared though when you like right. you know you guys could have just shown up and been like well we only have an hour worth of stuff you know then <laughs> you know they would have found something to do but you guys actually had this stuff prepared and could play longer so you did you right. know and that's that's beautiful um let's see what we got i i'm gonna look at my notes real quick here uh do 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 i guess uh the only thing i have really written down here too much is like uh how did you like end up meeting the band was it like bill because you said that bill kind of tried to coax you into singing live here and there so is that kind of what got you that was it bill bill contacted me and bill's actually pretty much my neighbor okay um and i and he you know back with his other bands you know h-town hooligans which he was in when I was in roller derby. So they mm-hmm. did help some of our roller derby stuff out as well. But, you know, there was times where we, we did What's Up by Four Non Bonds back then. And we'd actually did a mashup of that with uh, a Sublime song. And so I remember, do, you know, doing that with him, with his band back then. But, uh, yeah, no, he he, w- he just basically called and said, hey, you know, I'm going to bring back Screaming Artichokes, which was something he tried starting a while back with, with other people. And he goes, you know, we want to... Would you like to sing? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So it does, you know, it does kind of pay to know people too. But like at the same rate, like, you know, you've known Bill for a while. He's known you can sing, you know, and and you've had that like little bit of history with him. So right. even just doing those one-off things here and there, it's like you never know what it could bring in the future, you know. And, right. Um. I mean, that's how I got booked in a metal band. Was I played with a punk band that played like 35 shows in a year, you know? And it's like that's. Almost one a weekend, every weekend, which is a decent amount of playing, you know? So, I don't know. You get, you get seen and people are like, you want to do this thing? And you're just like, <laughs> heck yeah, I do. And you got to strike while the iron's hot. Could you imagine what would have happened if you were just like, I don't know. 
Oh no, there was no way. <laughs> well, you know, and one thing that helped is, you know, I have I have a son, so and he's eight now, so you know, maybe it was if he if he was younger still, I could maybe see myself saying no back then, but mm-hmm. it was just it was good timing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's older now, and and yeah, it worked out great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what your guys' social media handle is, but I will find it. It'll be in the description section. So look down there for. Screaming Artichokes goodness on Facebook. Yes. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think you guys have Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. But. No, I don't think so. We just have the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Everything's all in one spot then. Easy to find. Yep. Yep, definitely. Um, I think we've got about everything I've written down. Is there anything I haven't really mentioned or talked about or people we haven't given shout outs to or... Any uh-huh. super important things in the life of Stephanie that I forgot to mention? I mean, I think I mentioned everybody. Uh, Bill, Will, yeah, uh, yeah. You got Christian, <laughs> Danza. Well, you know, Danza being in the other band, um, and, he, and he he told us this after Rock and Picnic, because obviously that's his first priority, which I understand because I love watching them play. They're so good. Uh, but we, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We've got Danielle Harp coming and practicing with us oh, next cool. Sunday on the 20th playing bass. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a bass player at practice. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So I'll give a shout out to Danielle Harp for, for cool. helping us out and yeah. look forward to practice in a week with her. That'll be cool. Yeah. Have another chick in the band. Yep. <laughs> I actually did talk to Nick Earhart, not terribly long ago. Uh, that's Danza for, that's the yes. nickname of Danza. It's Nick Earhart. So if you guys want to know more about him and his band, uh, Riddle with Class. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a great one. We actually brought that up a little bit in the, the Bill Lynn podcast, how like, um, H-Town Hooligans was actually like, as that fell apart out of the ashes of that rose yeah, yeah, yeah. with class. So it's kind of cool that like, then you guys have screaming artichokes and Bill's in that and the, the, right. cur- and he was like the head of H-Town Hooligans and now the current like head of Riddle with class, Nick, you know, is also in the band with you. Granted, he couldn't, you know, he can't. Perform, always, you know, always be there. Whenever. Right. And he said, you know, anytime I can be there, I'll be there, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So. Yep. And he's great at that too. Just showing up and playing. I mean, he did that once at rock and picnic with a band that didn't have a bassist and they were like, here's the notes if you want to play along with us. And he's like, I'm in, you know, and he just, yeah. just out of well, nowhere. Yeah, I was going to say he doesn't necessarily have to be any practices. I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean. He catches on pretty quick. He does. So. He does. Definitely. And uh, Danielle Harp, I, I remember seeing a picture. She posted a picture not terribly long ago of like her playing in a band back in the day. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know she played, you know, played bass guitar, you know, and um, she's uh, Danielle for people that don't know Danielle. I haven't had her on the podcast, but I've had her husband, Jared, uh, Jared Harp on the podcast right. before from Americature. So that's really cool. You know, that uh, the music scene seems to be growing and blending around here just a little bit, which is really neat to I, me. I do too. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, especially going to those jam nights and things like that. You know, you get to see a whole pile of different people doing all this different stuff, you know, right. like, like you said, Will's on the drums for some reason, you know, yeah. sounds great, you know, and oh, we love that, Mike. I'm glad we showed up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Will is just kind of like, Hey, you want to jam with me sometime or whatever? And it's, it's not always easy to find times, you know, to right. jam, but when you've got like a dedicated Tuesday night, this time just show up and play, it's hard not to just show up and play, you know, and especially to those things where it's like, well, we've got one guy brings a bass amp and a bass and one guy brings a guitar amp and a guitar, you know, and well, I, I actually used to do a, a mic night back in the day with uh, Matt Stubbs dad in oh, Fort nice. Dodge. It was at the Eagles club, but it was at that bar in the middle. I think mm-hmm. it was called Spanky's. Spanky's back in the day. And yeah. I used to do that every week and with, uh, with Matt's bill, it's Bill Stubbs, his dad. Mm-hmm. And, I loved it. So this reminds me a lot of that. I'm like, oh, that brings back so many memories. Yeah, and, definitely. And it was so much fun. So I remember going to jam nights at Did Spank- you go to that? at Spanky's like when I was like 16. Yeah, you know? well, I wasn't old enough either. Yeah, well, well, I mean, that was back. You know, that was back also back when they there wasn't any of those rules and laws, especially yeah. not, especially not in Fort Dodge. You know, and and Spanky's was like a place where you could actually at one point in time, I believe, go there and eat food. Eat, so, yep. so uh, you could just you know could just be in there eating food or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was doing. And I was actually there um, with uh, somebody I knew. Their father was just like, you should come to these jam nights with me, and I was like. I'll give it a go, you know, and then I showed up there and 
that's when I was just like, this is insane. I can't believe this stuff. And that's when I first saw like Eric Nelson from Hold for Swank play. You oh, know? yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I, mean, I this, forgot about this that. Is, we're talking like a thousand years ago. No, it's well, I used to see a lot of humble people show up to that. Um, yeah. Gosh, who was that? I can't. Jo- Josh. I think it's a mailman now. I can't remember Josh his last Rupty. name. Yes, yep. he used to come to that. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, he had he owned a guitar shop in Humboldt for a while as well. Okay, yeah, I remember and, he used to come to those too. Yep, he was. Uh, you know, I'd like to sit down and talk with him sometime or get him to play some more. Yeah, that'd be I, cool. I think he plays at a local church around here somewhere, if cool. I'm not mistaken. So I wondered if he did music still. He uh, he's got to. Uh, he was. It's too, he's too talented not to. I should hit right, him up and right. see what he's doing. But I do also know, kind of like you were talking earlier, he's you know got a family and a life and things like that. Not that yeah. I don't have yeah. a life, but you know, I, I'm I'm not married and I don't have a kid, you know, and so I've I've got a little bit of more, more free time. more free time than some people. So oh man. But yeah, we've covered about an hour here and this was quick, easy, and painless, honestly. Sweet. Um I know we we talk about this sometimes, but like, you know, get nervous before you get on the podcast. Like, no, this wasn't bad. No, it was actually it was actually a, a really great episode, I think. And I uh I'm glad everybody sat down and listened to it with us because you know, it's fun to have new people in the music scene. You know, you, even though you sang like karaoke and did all that stuff, it's like you might not be able to like call yourself in the music scene, but now you're in a band and you've played shows and you've come to jam nights and you're yeah. kind of throwing your name in the hat. And it's like, this is good. We need new, we need new people, fresh faces. Cause those jam nights, you never know who's going to show up and you right. never know. Cause you came a couple weeks in a row and it was different, yeah. different people both weeks, you know, and you never know. You might get some really crazy cool people there that are like, you should come sing with me at this thing. I was surprised you, yeah. by how many people I knew. Scotty Rockstar. Yeah, and... Scotty Rockstar started going to those too. And That's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got some younger kids going to there. And uh, I almost don't want to admit it, but they're like better than most of us because they're Gosh, like... that bass player. Yeah. Uh, um, once again... I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah, He's good. Yeah, it's, it's Owen. I'm going first name only for the youngsters <laughs> until, until they give me permission because I'd like to interview him. Shout them. out to that kid. Yeah. He's good. Um, uh, I believe Eric's the other the other youngster that's there so uh amazing stuff i hope they get comfortable playing and stuff like that i want to get eric up there playing more so uh, i you know i love going to those jam nights it took me a long time to actually get up there and, and sing in front of people on like and play in front of people at those jam nights weirdly enough you know and it's kind of cool that you just like showed up and were like you were just like hunting people down like who knows what well, i was I'm, nervous i want to get up there you know but i was like well i gotta do it i'm here now i'm not gonna just watch <laughs> yeah i mean that was the other thing like not like barnum's forever away but it's how would you like to drive all the way there and then just not do anything and then drive home right it's like, right, it's, yeah. <laughs> so right after a couple of times of doing that i was like i'm getting up there you know and and hats off to those guys for for helping out and you know playing songs I could play along with or you know in your case playing songs that you knew you know and like I said hats off to Clint Riedel because he's he's one of those guys that's like I can figure out some chords that'll work to this you know even if they're not the right chords it'll work you know and yeah there was a moment I almost said well maybe I shouldn't and then he just it was him he's like now you're doing this Mm-hmm. He starts playing the songs like this is your song up here. I'm like, oh, yep. okay, okay. Yeah, it was funny because he's <laughs> he's playing some chord changes. And I'm like, what song is this? And I think he sang like the first line of it, and you were just like, I, he was eyeballing me. Yeah, like, you were just oh, like, oh, it's oh, you okay. now. Yeah, oh yeah, I know this. This, <laughs> this was the song I wanted to sing. So, okay, yeah, and it's really fun being around those people and having them. You know, Clint's always been one of those people. For I've only known him for about two years, but he's always been one of those people who's just always happy and and you yeah. can just go hang out with him. And he's like uh grab that guitar over there let's play a song quick you know and he just picks up a guitar and plays and sings a song with you and then just puts it back down and back to hanging out and it's like that's cool this is neat this is neat so it's cool to have people around in the music scene new people new people showing up to jam nights i'm glad glad you're there uh i'm excited to see if you actually pick up a keyboard and start playing because i like i said that would be that would be insanely cool, you know, just to add that little bit of extra right, right. stuff. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I'm going to have to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stephanie, thank you so much for sitting down talking with me. Thank you. Absolutely. Good time. Oh, snap. There's another episode in the bank. Huge shout out to Stephanie Miller for swinging by and doing the episode with me. It's fun to sit down and talk with people, um, even if you know, you know, you've known them for a while and things like that. But it's also cool because I get to ask questions I normally would feel kind of weird asking for one reason or another, but it's fun to get people's stories. You know, like I said, I've known Stephanie for quite a while and I kind of knew her story a little bit, but at the same time, there was some stuff in the episode I didn't really know too much about. So it's really cool to find out new things about friends and, and stuff like that. So uh, hats off to Stephanie. Uh, I know she's been working really hard in her life the last, you know, 10 years or so. So 
hats off to her. She's been doing really good, and I uh, appreciate her sitting down talking with me and uh, enjoying a little bit of a chit-chat. So thanks, Stephanie. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys play live here sometime soon, hopefully. Let's uh, let's see what goes on out there. It's, uh, there's shows out there. They're, they're few and far between, but there are shows out there. And, uh, you know, I don't blame people for not going to shows, and I, uh, I don't blame people for wanting to go to shows and going to the shows. You guys can do what you want. Just be safe while you're doing whatever you're doing. And, uh, hey, while there's not much live music out there, there's still ways to support bands. Go to bands' Facebook pages and give them a shout-out or spin their tunes or uh, go to their Bandcamp pages, check out their merch or whatever it happens to be. Just uh, support those bands and let them know you haven't forgotten about them. I mean, there's definitely... Um, I don't know. I just want to say there's many ways you can support music, but uh, if you want to support music, there's, like I said, Bandcamp pages. You can directly give them money, tip them, things like that. You can buy things from them. That way you actually get something instead of your, you know, just handing them a tip, you know. If you don't want to treat a band like PBS or something, you know, you want something in return. So makes sense, you know. And bands, you know, almost every band I know has some form of merch somehow or whatever. And, and there's a increasing increasing amount of Bandcamp pages popping up so check those out I'm a really big fan of bands with Bandcamp pages I'm not sure why but uh, you know it's a it's a great place if you've got a CD or anything you can put it up there available digitally for sale and they even give you the opportunity to set up a, a merch place so they, if you have t-shirts t- and things like that you can sell them there so check those out um, otherwise there are some other podcasts going around that I, I really enjoy listening to. If you guys are looking for those, find www.audiblefarm.com on your web browsers. Scroll to the bottom and you'll find a handful of different radio shows and podcasts and things of that nature in Iowa that I enjoy listening to. And a few of them have really kind of made me smile over the last few weeks while I've been searching for things to listen to. So hats off to all those uh, people out there making those, making all that content for everybody to listen to. I guess I, uh, I guess I'm one of those people too. So uh, maybe not hats off to me, but hats off to those guys. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just hope I'm keeping up to par with the rest of everybody else. So uh, if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing here, uh, scroll back through, maybe you find somebody else, you know, maybe you won't, but uh, check out some of the past guests and uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you guys very much. I will uh, check you guys next week. Peace. Peace.